0: Welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I'm Laura Carfang, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. We share personal experiences and take an uncut look into the world of breast cancer. Welcome to the conversation. In this episode, we take a look at where survivingbreastcancer.org has been in 2018, and are raising the bar for 2019. Come on this journey with us. All right, so here we are on New Year's Eve, live in the studio, East Coast time, 5 p.m. And I'm sure as everyone's listening to this and they're gearing up for their New Year's Eve evening, there's a lot to be thinking about. I'm here tonight with our board member, my caregiver, and any other accolades I can provide to this amazing person, William LaFerrier.
1: Handsome dude.
0: Yeah, that too, I guess. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we have been working so diligently in 2018, and I thought we would take this opportunity as we bring 2018 to a close, take a look at where survivingbreastcancer.org has been, and the lofty goals that we've set out for ourselves for 2019.
1: Sure, why don't you just take us back to the beginning of 2018 and describe the the process that you went through with regards to laying out and um, driving community into the community and an injection of positivity into the uh, breast cancer network of America.
0: Oh, so I guess the works really started off in October actually specifically October 4th 2017 when we submitted the paperwork to become an official organization then the holidays came then it was New Year's and it was 2018 before a blink of an eye and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting because this paperwork takes forever to actually formalize and execute um, a nonprofit status so I actually got tired of waiting. I was fighting breast cancer. I um, was finishing treatment. I just finished my last round of chemotherapy of Zolota at the end of December of 2017. And 2018 was the first month, in January was the first month that I started Letrozole, which is an aromatase inhibitor that I'm going to be on for the next 10 years to reduce the level of estrogen that I had in my body. And for those of you listening and know anything about any of these hormonal therapies that we're on, it causes a slew of side effects, joint pain, crankiness, mood swings. Um, you literally feel like you're 80 years old on the inside, um, even though I was, what, 36 on the outside.
1: And this is uh, and this is a great point to bring this up as far as the value that uh, SBC, survivingbreastcancer.org, brings to the community at large because an awful lot of of breast cancer survivors are suffering the same side effects and for them to be sharing their their feelings and their emotions and their fears, I think resonates within the community at large and there's an awful lot of uh, support that they have found within um, the SBC organization as a whole and the uh, the fabulous community that we have. And I, I've got to tip my hat because for the most part, it's been an incredibly positive experience. And, and generally, that's what we're focusing on anyways. Again, our motto was to inject that positivity into the, the heinous uh, 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 fabric of a breast cancer diagnosis. So kudos to all of you out there who participate in the process and are willing to share your, your narrative with all of us within the community and to make a stab at um, uh, helping and assisting others particularly those coming into the program
0: yeah absolutely and i i got tired of waiting because i felt alone to your point i needed that community and i needed to find someone else to say no laura you're not crazy it's okay i feel this way too so i decided to host my very first survivors and friends meet and greet it was april of 2018 Um, Our organization is based out of Boston, Massachusetts, and I said, you know what? William, let's go to one of our favorite restaurants and host a meet-and-greet. We'll invite everyone we know who's been part of this journey with us, other survivors, caregivers, advocates, etc., to um, a local restaurant. We'll order some appetizers, and we will have our very first meet-and-greet. If nobody comes, we'll call it a date night, and we'll grab some dinner. So that was really the impetus and kind of the line in the sand of getting everything to get the ball rolling so to speak and this became our signature event and i was surprised people came out of the woodwork to attend our very first meet and greet and from there we decided you know there's definitely a need to have community so we hit the road
1: and i i think that uh, just to, to step back a second from my perspective um, uh, we had a group that attended that first meet and greet in Boston and the ages ranged from uh, mid-20s to 84. And uh, in right. particular, the 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 more uh, elderly women that were participating in this um, typically hadn't spoken of their, ordeal uh, their journey whatever however we want to put that out and they were really happy to be able to discuss it and especially with the younger folks coming in um and serving kind of as a role model with regards to long-term survivability and um community and and basic support and, and assistance throughout so that's what i was really impressed by and and, and it's it's held true at every function that uh, they've typically been relatively noisy affairs, and uh, there's, a, there's an awful lot of participation. There's an awful lot of creativity. There's a lot of juice that flows. There's a lot of there's a lot of real positivity, and I think that um, uh, as our motto says, we really try to capture that and and, and invigorate positivity into the community. And so again. Um, uh, we just decided to to build on that um, that really terrific first showing, and every showing thereafter has been equally as positive. and And I think that there's a real value in the, the that the community feels with regards to these meet and greets.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point that we do have people coming to these meet and greets who are actively in treatment. And instead of meeting up with other people, you may meet at the infusion center to actually get out of your house and be in an environment where you're accepted. And no one's going to question whether you're wearing a wig or not, whether you're bald, whether in the middle of a conversation with someone, you break out into a hot flash because, let's be real, that happens. Um, So I think that's really important. And then on the flip side, to have people who maybe one or two years out post-treatment, five years out post-treatment, or in this case, or in a lot of cases, actually, You know 15 or 20 years plus diagnosis and to me like you said those are the role models i always rub my arm up next to them saying please rub off on me because i would love to be able to say one day that i'm 20 years out etc so we hit the road we had this idea and we went with it our next stop in 2018 was in pittsburgh pennsylvania then from there we went to. And catch me if my memory fails me because I still suffer from chemo brain.
1: And we both um, do.
0: <laughs> it's contagious, I yes, guess. It's
1: very contagious. <laughs>
0: um, we were in San Francisco, where we hosted a meet and greet and partnered with an organization called Driver, who was very um, generous to sponsor our event out there. And they are an organization that actually provides, um, you know, a lot of matching services for those who've been diagnosed with any type of cancer to clinical trials as well as a full patient platform. After California, we were in Philadelphia.
1: Philadelphia was next because we came back, uh, that was in July, right? We came back from a summer vacation and uh, attended the living beyond breast cancer conference in uh, philadelphia and on the final day of the conference we held a meet and greet for some philly breasties and some some great friends that we had met down there and um, uh, just to speak first of the the conference that we had attended we had this wonderful booth and we were just jam packed the entire time with uh with with folks who were coming in and survivors and previvors and thrivers who were just coming in to chat with us and we were we were um we're sharing an exhibition uh, floor with a number of exhibitors and people were coming around to our exhibit table from the other exhibit tables asking what the hell we were why we were attracting so mu- so many people and and typically it was because of that positivity and and the fact that we were so engaging and and um we were willing to to uh, um kind of invoke that great positivity and uh, we 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 accomplished that through a, a measure of uh, hugs and and discussions and. And laughter. laughter and and in and, and, and listening to their stories and virtually well, as you all know, you all have a story and it 's all very very much an individual story and it's it 's a unique story it 's great to get it out there yeah. and it 's great to talk about it it 's great to to kind of get that support that 's available through these conferences through these uh, uh, breast cancer meet and greets et cetera and um, just w- that one little anecdote about uh, this, uh, uh, this one survivor <clears throat> who was a little bit down at the corners of her mouth. And and, uh, I saw Laura working her over pretty well. And I just said, Laura, she doesn't leave the table until we crack that smile. And she stayed with us for quite some time. And and Laura succeeded. But I think it was kind of a forced smile on her part. But we had invited her as we had invited um, all 400 uh, survivors that had come to our table that day at the uh, Living Beyond Breast Cancer Conference. And um, we
0: have to say, I literally got a business card and wrote down the name and address of where our meet and greet was going to be held and the time and said, hold on to this and give this to your Uber driver tomorrow. I better see you there.
1: <laughs> so at the uh, at the meet and greet, she showed up and, and we're having discussions with people. And it's a lovely dinner in this terrific little Italian place. And uh, we had a, a, a number of speakers uh, after the... Um, after the luncheon, and uh, we had, af- after those speakers had gotten up, we had asked others if they'd like to get up and and share their story, and and some of them did, and others were relatively quiet. And then, of course, um, someone said, "It's your turn, Mister William." And uh, so I get up to to talk about the that positivity and the, that that injection of positivity that we had discussed with so many of our visitors at the at the conference, and how. In particular, this one gal refused to crack a smile and Laura was kind of running her finger across her throat saying, no, 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 don't, don't mention it because she's here. And uh, sure enough, she was there and she never stopped smiling the whole time she was there. She just absolutely loved what we were doing. And, and if
0: you're uh, listening, we love you. <laughs> absolutely.
1: And then uh, another one, um, uh, an older woman who was there with a friend who did get up to speak um, she was having difficulty opening up and, and communicating. She she really she she was a twenty plus year survivor and she, she had ish some 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 difficulties um I guess breaking through that uh that that invisible barrier whereas in the old days historically you didn't he didn't really chat it up so much. Um, but by the time we got around to taking the pictures, she was nothing but smiles and contributing greatly. And then uh, Laura and I had driven down to uh, Philly. So we, on our drive back, she must have texted uh, back and forth with us for seven, eight, 10 times. It was, it was incredible. And she's been an active uh, supporter and an active contributor to the uh, survivingbreastcancer.org um, uh, campaign. So uh, basically, I, I think that, that our model is, is that it's a, it's a breast cancer patient care platform. And we simply are looking to, to help as much of the community as we possibly can.
0: And we do that in a number of ways. I can't believe I just jumped over August where we partnered with Cancer Tamer, and we brought a group of survivors and thrivers down for whitewater rafting. This is an organization based out of Staten Island. And again, part of us as being a nonprofit is to look for like-minded organizations who want to do good in the world and provide that positive energy. So I just want to give them a huge shout out as well.
1: That was incredible. Um... We the the rivers were very high and and really uh, broiling, if you will. They were just uh, they were surging, and uh, we had some elderly survivors, stage four, second time around, um, breast cancer survivors, and some of them couldn't even get into the raft without assistance. But they still are in the whitewater rafting. Well, I and, have to
0: say, can I just stop you right there? Yeah, that, sure. I think as we plan these events, whether they're meet and greets or active adventures down rivers, the point is that you show up. Um, you know, ability or not ability, it's this community that we bring together, and yeah, you know, I just wanted to highlight that too because you know this what seventy plus year old woman ended up going zip lining also.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it took it took her and her uh, buddy longer to fill out the form. This so after the after the. Uh, the whitewater rafting trip uh that afternoon we were doing zip line and uh, it took a couple of these wonderful, wonderful women longer to fill out the the safety form than it did to ride the zip line, and they had so much bloody fun. And yeah. and then afterwards, we had um, an incredible uh, 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 holistic um, healing experience. Yeah. Uh, with, and that
0: was through Soul Reengineering, right?
1: Yeah, Claudia and, and uh, her her Jim, Jim her partner, um, and um, I call her our Colombian shaman because she's uh, she's brilliant and um, she's just wonderful and she reads people and and she shocked us with her reading capabilities and by that I mean um, as she's saging us and 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 driving out the evil spirits she's discovering in your body by studying you um, where those spirits are residing within your body and just a a quick little anecdote on that she stopped um, uh, with Laura, and she had Laura raise her arms, and she was saging underneath her arm. Now Laura had a number of lymph nodes removed uh, from under her arm, and she hadn't stopped with anyone else. Now she doesn't know Laura; she's never met Laura, and she and she uh, she was able to ascertain that there were some issues there. Now, due to Laura's age, I'm assuming she also p- saged her uh, groin area, trying to protect her her ovaries and. Um, uh, uh, her middle section, et cetera. And with one of her neighbors, there was a, a wonderful young woman had long pants on and, and, um, Claudia, the shaman had stopped at her shins and stayed there and just stayed there and stayed there and stayed there. And she was, um, cleansing the shin area. And then she rolled up the, the, the pant leg and, uh, Everyone could see it was nothing but a horrible rash on her legs. And um, she had just read that. And then she gets to me, and she's running up the... Uh, uh, she, she's using a, an eagle or a turkey feather to, to, to dust the, the the sage smoke into us. And she... Um, she, as a matter of fact, she's broadcasting a movie right now. <laughs> Talk so,
0: about energy! Yeah,
1: wicked. So she stopped at my forehead and she stayed there and she focused on my forehead with the with the cleanse. And she had no idea I've had four concussions from mountain biking and football and whatnot. And and uh, she just stayed there and she re- she recognized that there were some evil spirits residing in there. Yeah. And then her husband closed the evening off and was uh, pr- uh, performing these Lakota Indian. Uh, Native American chants and um, driving out the spirits. And it was really a very interesting day. And it culminated with this uh, holistic cleanse.
0: Yeah. So I would recommend if you're in the Staten Island area to check out Cancer Tamer. They are all about, um, you know, your bucket list items if you've been diagnosed with cancer and checking off the bucket list. And then also uh, soul reengineering because Claudia does phenomenal work. And um, she's not just. Based in Staten Island, she goes everywhere. So if you're interested in the work that she does, she is an incredible woman, has a YouTube channel, she follows like a vegan plant-based diet, and I can't say enough great things about her. So that was definitely a positive in our 2018 journey.
1: And the journey continued. Um, next up was Chicago.
0: Yes, where I ran a marathon with a couple other breast cancer survivors.
1: We hosted a meet and greet at...
0: Uh, Wait, can we just stop right there? Sure. Like, I had breast cancer and then I ran 26.2 miles.
1: Think about that.
0: Can I just say um, chemo made me do it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we we, we we hosted a number of survivors slash thrivers um, at, a, at a meet and greet at um uh Laura's parents house in Evanston just north of the the city of Chicago and and uh we had oh probably five dozen folks that um that attended this meet and greet and it was uh, we we had someone sponsored food and sponsored flowers and um, it was just first class all the way that Laura's parents have a beautiful house in the, in the city. And, and, uh, it was very well attended. The neighbors all showed up. We had a number of, of Breasties, uh, Chicago Breasties that showed up and it really was a terrific, terrific afternoon. And, and then that uh, that evening, we also hosted a number of breast cancer marathon runners who were planning on running the marathon uh, with Laura the next day. And uh, uh, so we cooked them up a big uh, plate of pasta and some meatballs and some garlic bread and just had a ball and sent everyone off to bed and up and away we went in the morning and then, um... and that was a
0: really great event too, because in Chicago we got to meet not only the Chicago Breasties, which is a great organization, but also Courage for the Soul, which is a great organization that provides scarves to those who are going through chemotherapy. So again, other organizations to look out towards as we're providing resources.
1: Yeah, we brought in a, a, a couple of merchandisers as well who who were catering to the um breast cancer uh, community and and um, uh, they were making some friends as well and it was uh, uh, it was just all in all it was a wonderful experience but then we get up in the morning and and we're running early into uh, downtown Chicago the the marathon in Chicago loops around the city hits a bunch of neighborhoods and um,
0: 29.
1: 29 neighborhoods. Oh
0: yeah, I was counting. I was trying. Oh,
1: good heavens. It was it was so wonderful and and uh you you were able to as a as a, uh, a spectator, you were able to time uh and of course, I'm jumping in Uber's to to catch up to Laura and her running mate, uh Nicole who uh, had done marathons before, and and she's actually she's gearing up right now for an Ironman. God bless her soul, but God bless her another,
0: soul. Yeah, another survivor doing marathons and now an Ironman again. Chemo made her do it.
1: A- absolutely wonderful, and and she uh, she ran step for step of this entire marathon with uh, with Laura, and you know tip of the hat to her. She was she was uh, I guess she was uh, mentoring Laura on the uh, on the travails of, um, of of marathon running but they ended up having a wonderful time and and when they crossed the finish line we knew that the race was pretty well over so on, <laughs> <laughs> but you know God bless and God bless all those runners and and every one of those um, survivors thrivers pre uh, that uh, that attended that session and mm-hmm. and contributed uh, and still thank you Jill can contribute to this day Um Oh, you're
0: giving out our 2019 secrets uh, I'm already? giving
1: out 2019 secrets as all we right. go. So next up. Um, are we
0: jumping to 2019 or are we finishing October? Uh,
1: finish up October.
0: Okay, well, I think you guys get the gist, is that we travel all over the U.S. based on where our community is, our community being you guys. So obviously if there's a need for community based on where you guys are, we travel. So as we finished up, Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October, we had a huge event here outside of Boston in the Waltham area where we brought in a bunch of vendors, actually. We had the Wellness Warriors host a table. We had an amazing local photographer contribute her photographs as an auction item. We had the Assembly Row Pilates organization come and host a table with us as well just because we know the benefits of Pilates and exercise to those who have been diagnosed with cancer soul Reengineering came to do a presentation with us and teach us about laughing yoga which i have to say was amazing and also be sure to check out abbypower.com she's a nutritionist who talks about plant-based diets and so she gave a little presentation about the benefits on plant-based nutrition as a way to um you know healthy living health and wellness and, and, we, and we
1: had another speaker as well.
0: Yes, we had a couple speakers from the survivorship platform. So someone who has been diagnosed with breast cancer actually had the exact same oncologist as I did, which was wonderful. And she's been a very active role model in our survivingbreastcancer.org organization. So that was actually a model that we're looking to transition into into 2019. Because we go to all of these cities and there's so much momentum day of and leading up to it and everyone's so excited to meet each other. And then after the event's over, we're kind of like, okay, where are our ambassadors in these cities? How can we continue this energy um, once the meet and greet is over? So that's been something of the last two months that we've really been reflecting on and something that we are looking to drive into 2019.
1: Okay, let me stop you there. Now we have to talk about the blogs, and the podcasts. And this all started-
0: Oh, that also happened in 2018.
1: This this happened in 2018, that's correct. This all started uh, with our trip to San Francisco and to Yosemite Park with a really wonderful friend of ours, Braden Germain, who is a sound engineer. Uh, based out of the uh, uh, LA area at the time he was working in a very famous recording studio out there. Um, he had been a Berkeley student in Boston and became uh, great friends with us and and, and uh, we had invited him on this uh, wonderful trip to Yosemite and to Big Sur and he just, was such a wonderful uh, accompaniment to to the proceedings. But as a sound engineer, he really drove home the point of all of the technical equipment and software that we would need to do these podcasts and uh, actually was volunteering his services uh, to be a, a, a bit of a sound engineer for us. Now we know we can't count on him to do all of them but we are advertising his services. So if anybody else is in the market and is looking for a sound engineer, he's very reasonably priced and he's a truly wonderful, wonderful human being. We love him to death, we both do.
0: You get inspired just talking to him.
1: So from that perspective, uh, we we introduced blogs and podcasts into the uh, the survivingbreastcancer.org community. We started with the blogs, and now we're publishing one blog a week, and we reached out to a number of survivors, some some oncologists, some radiologists, uh, but typically um, there are survivors and previvors uh, all over the world who are contributing. We've got folks in, in uh, England, in Scotland, and, and mm-hmm. we've We've got folks all over the United States, and uh, there's many, many of you. Uh, we will certainly uh, refer everyone to the uh, the blogs and the podcast. And we've got eight in the can right now that the engineer is scrubbing up a little bit from the podcast perspective. Um, we're in negotiations with this Turkish psychotherapist <laughs> who's residing in Hamburg, Germany, right now. We're we're uh, we're looking for her to to contribute in a, in a in a big way. We've got some pre-vibers You're lined up. Away all of- of our I know, but that's what's coming. It's going to be—it's <laughs> uh, going to be a fabulous year. And thank everyone uh, for contributing to the that has contributed to the blog and the, the uh, survivor story as well as the, uh, the podcast experience. Because joining
0: our speakers bureau.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, becoming volunteers
0: and ambassadors.
1: Your voices are wonderful. You are a godsend to the community and we love, we love capturing the sound and we love capturing the essence of your experience so that we can share it with everyone. And um, in that regard, help as many people as possible.
0: And so to conclude 2018, I finally received my IRS letter in the mail confirming that we are a 501c3 tax-exempt nonprofit organization. So huge cheers and toast to that.
1: That's right. Then we start the uh, the grant writing. We've actually already started it. We've gone after a number of uh, pharmaceutical companies because the meet and greets are expensive and the, the travel's expensive and w- w- we don't take any, any cash from it. We simply throw it all back into the community. But the meet and greets run yeah. about a thousand bucks uh, a piece. And, and we and- try
0: to offset those costs because we already know a cancer diagnosis is already expensive with medical bills. So we don't want to be an extra burden.
1: Yes. And uh, and we do uh we we do offer a lot of uh help to to uh, survivors uh uh from that regard and and we're looking to do a lot more and we're looking to do a lot more everywhere we've we've been contacted by uh, folks in Africa by folks in india folks in asia all over europe et cetera and uh South America is yet to uh, to come through, but I'm I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm friends with a few on Facebook and and trying to n- nurture them to to jump into our community at large uh, as well, because um, breast cancer affects women and men, but mostly women, as we all know. Um, all around Everywhere. all around this planet and the the, the, the incidence of uh, breast cancer diagnosis just seems to be growing and growing and growing it's one out of every eight women right now in the US i think on the, the global figures are a little bit less than that because of the the the, the detectability and, and mm-hmm. the, the the lack of uh, effective equipment etc um so with that in mind uh, let's let's take a look at 2019
0: Oh, my gosh. So the last two months, I've been talking to a lot of you about, oh, my gosh, 2019 is in the works. 2019 is in the works. We're planning, we're planning, we're planning. And I can't believe 2019 is tomorrow. Um, so what's happening, you guys, we are growing and expanding and have raised the bar so high. Uh. Can I say I'm a little nervous? This is like the vulnerable side of like the founder who's like, oh my God, we are crossing the chasm, right? We are taking that leap of faith and just doing it, going all in um, like we have already, but I guess to the next level. So we have several meet and greets lined up. We are going to do our best to enhance them by bringing not only an additional value add with regards to community And survivors and caregivers meeting each other, but also trying to secure some amazing speakers to talk to us about health and wellness, some surprises, I think, up my sleeve, depending on the location that we're in. So that's going to be an enhancement to our survivors and friends meet and greets. In addition, we are also planning some retreats. So if you haven't been onto our website, which is survivingbreastcancer.org. I would recommend going there now and taking our survey because we're still collecting responses with regards to our up and coming retreats based on location, cost, and the type of information that you're looking to have at the retreats, whether it's calligraphy, meditation, yoga. Um, We even had someone talk to me about doing a mentorship program. So how do you tell your story? What is the storytelling technique? And then how do you mentor others who just got diagnosed. So I thought that was really interesting as well. So we have that coming up in 2019.
1: And in addition, uh, after attending the breast surgeon's America's Breast Surgeon Conference in the greater Boston area back in November. Uh, we, we met up with a number of uh, breast cancer surgeons as well as a terrific group of radiologists. I won't mention them by name because they're looking to come on and, and uh, do a podcast yeah, and blog. So we are some are good speakers. So we're, we're, uh, we're going to keep that quiet until they, they actually do come on. And, and we had uh, uh, expressed a desire to these folks um, to, to uh, go out and, and uh, serve the, the underserved community um, to see if we couldn't gener- generate um, uh, a, a little bit more uh, of a response, a, a, uh, a preliminary response prior to a diagnosis. And uh, we, we, we started consultation with that at the Philadelphia Um, Living Beyond Breast Cancer Conference, we had a a doctor that approached us and said, hey, listen, I've got a a niece out in the Kansas, Nebraska area, and and she's got breast cancer and she doesn't know what to do. And um, we, subsequent to that, we followed up with um, some of the uh, hospitals in the Greater Boston area, Dana Farber and uh, Beth Israel, et cetera, and and they go out there and they work these underserved and economically challenged communities in in an effort to to uh, to really highlight the the importance of. Uh, of early detection and the um,
0: education piece,
1: the education piece, and uh, we're 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 partnering. We're looking to partner with them, and we're looking to get the word out there. We're looking to we're looking to inject that education, uh, particularly in the underserved communities, so mm-hmm. that we can uh, encourage them to. Um,
0: we we'll have access. I think that Have access. A to,
1: huge question. Yeah, and, and to do the uh, the the self breast examinations, etc., and and to understand um, a dense breast tissue, which most women uh, under the age of 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 thirty have anyways, and and we've had so many that have uh, spoken to us about the difficulty that they had with the detection of uh, of a tumor uh, because their tissue was so dense and and uh, Granted, Laura and I are not doctors, but listening to these conversations, particularly coming from survivors as well as young survivors, as well as radiologists who are simply looking to try to uh get a handle on uh the 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 activity of of uh the, the various forms of cancer that are are uh are are showing up with uh, regards to younger and younger women all the time uh, uh we've met an awful lot of young women as young as 17 i guess the record uh for youth is 13 but we met a a, seven, uh, a gal who was diagnosed at 17 and had misdiagnosed, no, right? misdiagnosed. she had a number of problems and uh, with that in mind uh we thought that we could uh offer up um some education to that community as well yeah. and and uh, that's part of one of the grants that were that we're in the process of writing trying to trying to get some um trying to get some financial support so that we can make an impact in that especially in that underserved community
0: right and i think that's really Important as we look to 2019, the community piece keeps on growing. We love to hear your stories. We want you to be able to share your stories. So, if you're interested in joining us as a guest on our podcast, you help us facilitate education because no one's experience is the same. And I think that is just so enlightening. I talked to somebody else with a very similar diagnosis as myself, and she made very different decisions. And I think that's gonna be a very interesting podcast coming up in 2019 as well, where William is going to interview the two of us with the same um, diagnosis of stage 2B ER positive, bracket negative, Um, or I guess mine wasn't quite negative, mine was statistically insignificant, so I guess gray. (laughs) Um, But how we made different decisions and all of our options, and not that one is right or wrong, but talking about that decision-making process. Um, education is a huge piece. So if you have questions with regards to surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, please send them our way because we are going to be interviewing some doctors and would love to have your questions answered. So you can always email me directly at Laura it's L-A-U-R-A at survivingbreastcancer.org and I will take note of all of your questions so that way we can help also enlighten the medical profession about what it's like when we're sitting there on the table. and This actually came up when I was speaking to a radiologist, and she had no idea the PTSD and trauma and panic I was feeling going back for my second mammogram after being diagnosed. And all I had to tell her was, last time I was here, it did not end up so well. Can you imagine how I feel right now?
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that's very common.
0: Right, but I don't think, from the other end, I didn't think that was top of mind to them.
1: Well, as we've discussed a number of times on uh, a number of these uh, podcasts and blogs, breast cancer survivors have this thought process. It's it's always, always resonant in their process. And typically, it's it, it, it resonates on a daily basis. Yes. And uh, from, that re- from that perspective, I, I think that you all feel the same way. And the more that you chat about it, the more that you share your fears and share your emotions, the better everyone starts to feel. So from a coaching perspective, a coaching and counseling perspective, it's amazing how much the community comes together. I'm fascinated by the support of of uh, of the community if uh, someone raises a question about a fear or emotion, rationality, etc., and how quickly the community responds and and discusses it from the perspective of their experience, and how um, beneficial that is to the the person suffering those fears and suffering those incredible emotions, and yeah. and uh, I I think that that's that's a really cool thing, and we're looking to we're looking to expand on that and and i think from that perspective we can help an awful lot of people and um that's why we're sharing this with you yeah. we we look for volunteers we look for people to contribute their stories we look for people to contribute to a a blog of their narrative we look for people Survivor to Survivor stories yeah contribute their a story in the form of a of a of a podcast and and um
0: can I stop you right there yes, sure, for one course. second because in addition to all of the social media that we're using with regards to community whether it's YouTube if you just look up survivingbreastcancer.org or our Instagram account survivingbreastcancer.org Twitter or our closed Facebook group we actually just launched our members only area on our survivingbreastcancer.org website. So again, it's just one more area for people to connect in a way that suits them. Whether you are a passive listener, passive reader, or a guest blogger or speaker, you know, there's so many ways that we can help educate the population and I could not be more enthusiastic about I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, not just 2019, but where this organization is going, so.
1: And where can they find your podcast?
0: Oh, if, yes, podcasts. If you look up uh, Breast Cancer Conversations and where you get your normal podcasts, whether it's iTunes or SoundCloud. Um, yeah, Breast Cancer Conversations, please help promote because this stuff is really important and we're here for you.
1: That being said, we both like to wish everyone a Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. God bless every one of you. Thank you for such an incredible 2018, and we both suspect that 2019 is going to be just awesome. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thank you for tuning in and listening to our show. I would like to acknowledge that all of the information on our podcast are from personal experiences and are not a substitute for professional medical advice you should always consult with your medical care team. I would also like to give a huge thank you to our executive producer, Braden Germain, for making this show a reality. Be sure to follow us on social media. Details can be found at our website on survivingbreastcancer.org. If you are looking for specific topics or would like to be a guest on our show, you can always contact me at laura at survivingbreastcancer.org. Until next time, keep on thriving.